When we begin to ask this question of ourselves, the things that we may have used in the past to define ourselves, to describe ourselves, may start to break down. And we may begin to see them simply as extensions of our ego. That part of us that is constantly trying to build up our identity in order to protect the fragile little self inside. Welcome back to season six of the podcast that's all about deepening our self-awareness with self-compassion to help us make and manage deep and lasting change. I'm Henny, an author and personal change coach, and together with my guests, I'll be exploring themes and topics to challenge our thinking, underpinned by a bedrock of self-care. Settle in and listen. This is a time to rest and reflect and see where the episode takes you. Who are you? How would you describe yourself? Wife, mother, daughter, sister, friend, writer, coach. When I first started showing my face on Instagram a few years ago, they're the words that I used and it felt true at the time and seemed the best way to explain the breadth of me, not too tightly defined and seemed to go some way to expressing the importance of my wider life. Because in the past, I would have likely described myself primarily by my job. So this felt like a big step forward. But now I'm much less certain about using terms like this. Not that there's anything untrue about them, but rather bringing a curiosity to what it is that I am attaching myself to. And, and it's led me to explore this idea of self and identity more fully. How do we identify our self? Or rather, what do we identify with in order to define who we are? So I've actually tried recording this episode twice before. Um, the first time the mic wasn't switched on, which apparently is something that happens with podcasts more often than you might think. And the second time, the pump from the borehole that supplies all of our water was whirring in the background. So this is the third time around and I'm always really interested to see how different versions of the podcast turn out or indeed different versions of the retreats I run or different versions of the webinars, the, the sort of leadership webinars that I give. It's always really interesting to see how they turn out because each day we bring something different to what we do. Each day different thoughts, beliefs, experiences are more or less present and that influences how we are in each moment. 
And this idea of disentangling ourselves from the things that bind us is a very strong theme that I have noticed for myself and that often comes up with my one-to-one -one coaching clients too. And it feels so powerful that I'm actually focusing all four of this year's online morning retreats on the theme. So we're going to be exploring four areas in particular, and I'll share a bit more about that at the end of the podcast. But my sense is that this concept of disentanglement can benefit our exploration of most aspects of our lives. And at their heart is the observation that by stepping back and seeing what's become tangled, we can make clearer choices about the action we wish to take, whether that's in thought or word or deed. And the things that get tangled in our thoughts can be beliefs, behaviours, systems, stories, people, places. They all have the power to hold us. And as you'll know if you listen here regularly, uh, one beautiful way to reduce the power something holds over us is to name it. Which brings me back to today. Who are you? Are you defined by your age, your gender, your cultural heritage, your ethnicity, your beliefs, your geography, your parentage, your family position, your job, your history, your habits, your thoughts? When we begin to ask this question of ourselves, the things that we may have used in the past to define ourselves, to describe ourselves, may start to break down. And we may begin to see them simply as extensions of our ego. That part of us that is constantly trying to build up our identity in order to protect the fragile little self inside. So in this exploration, as always, it is essential we go gently with ourselves, not attempting to, uh, to whip away the whole framework of what we have previously identified with, like a like a conjurer whipping away the tablecloth and leaving everything else intact. Because if you've ever tried that, it is definitely much harder than it looks. Um, now, my sense is that we gently, kindly, mindfully disentangle ourselves from each one of these things, and, and there will be many others, in order that we can see what it is we are truly identifying with and then whether that thing really does define us in the space that we're standing in today or whether it's something that defined us in the past and we've now actually 
perhaps moved on from. Or maybe it never belonged to us in the first place. And of course, once we begin the disentangling, we find that the fragile part we thought our ego was protecting is really not fragile at all. It's actually our truest, strongest articulation of self. And it doesn't need all of the protective layers that the ego frantically tries to reinforce. You know, vulnerability is our strength, uh, to quote the wonderful Brené Brown. So the question here is, are you really always and irrevocably the things you find you define yourself as? So I mentioned before that in the past I was strongly identified with what I did for work as is the case for so many of us and and obviously that can apply in the opposite too as in you know many of us are strongly identified with what we don't do perhaps feeling a sense of lack that we're not doing enough um, and so in the past I would have said maybe not out loud but I'm pretty certain in my own expression of who I was something along the lines of my job makes me important as in it gives me a place in the world and the stress I feel is a badge of honour that I wear so others can tell how important I am. I mean even saying those words is deeply uncomfortable but I, I do know there is a truth in that. And it has taken me a long time to make friends with that realisation, <laughs> um, to untangle myself from all the stories, beliefs and people that I had used to create that sense of myself, to, to shore myself up in that way that I felt safe in my place in the world. And... And it's what took me, actually, to that early Instagram descriptor. Wife, mother, daughter, sister, friend, writer, coach. As, as I said, I've been exploring this idea of who I am, or who am I, or rather, um, how do I express who I am, for a while now. And to be honest, it left me really lost for a very long time. And part of this process of deepening our self-awareness is being comfortable in the discomfort. So feeling lost was really just part of the process. And, and part of this exploration led me to question how I even describe what I do for a living these days. And... Um, that was certainly true a few years ago when I first made the transition from that corporate world into into this work now. Um, so I would wonder, you know, do I say I am a coach, 
Um, and then when the books got published, I'm an author. Uh, when I started with the podcast, adding in, I'm a podcaster. Um, I'm a retreat host. And and each of those things, if I'm really honest, felt a little uncomfortable as I was kind of tagging them on, even though they were true. And, and my question really is, you know, if I stopped doing those things, did that mean that I ceased to exist? And the answer, of course, was no. I'm still here regardless of what I do, what I think, what I feel. So identifying with anything outside of me or even inside my own head or my body is a transient state and therefore doesn't really define me. So I might spend my time coaching, writing, hosting a podcast or running retreats, but they're not me. Because ultimately, when you break everything down, I think the only thing we can really say is, I am. And so there's an invitation here just to explore, you know, what are the thoughts that have gone through, through your head as I've shared my own personal reflections and I recognize you know they are my personal reflections your thoughts may be entirely different and that's wonderful and perfect um, but maybe there's something here about exploring what are the things that you find that you are attached to that you are identified with and just asking yourself if I if I stop doing those things do I cease to exist and therefore and therefore perhaps seeing in there the depth of the attachment to an idea, to a thought. Um, and from there, perhaps being able to create a little bit of space and just disentangle from what that attachment might actually signify for you. And it might be something that you really want to retain. You want to retain that attachment and that's wonderful. Or it might be something where you can see, mm, actually, if I create a little bit of space, Maybe that creates some more space for something else in my life too, or a slightly different way of being, a different way of feeling, a different way of thinking. So writing this has also led me, in a really kind of practical way, um, it's led me to review how I describe myself on the various channels that I work on. So on LinkedIn, on my website, on Facebook, on Instagram, etc and to consider are the words I'm using a true description of how of how I feel about myself and the work that I do and and there's no right or wrong here of course and language is a slippery thing sometimes so this is more an invitation to explore how we see ourselves, what we are identifying with, and ask ourselves really kindly who we are. And <laughs> I know this is a big and juicy 
topic. And I am extremely mindful that bigger brains than mine have explored this whole existential concept for millennia. Um, you've only got to take Descartes with his cogito ergo sum. I think, therefore, I am. And, and if it's firing up your neurons and you'd like to explore it in more depth, you may like to take a look at Eckhart Tolle's book, a New Earth. Um, it was one of his earlier books, I think written about 10 years ago, and it is gigantic. Not in size, but in depth. Um, and it's something that I definitely am going to be returning to myself because I think there are there's an awful lot in there that is deeply challenging um, and also very, very interesting. And so finally, uh, my last thought on this topic is to always remember that whoever we are, with apologies to Descartes, we are not our thoughts. And um, yeah, that might be a topic for another day. So thank you as ever and um, just before we go I mentioned about the retreats this year um, so there are there are four there will be some other retreats happening but there are four that I have planned um, around this concept of disentangling so we're going to be looking at how we can disentangle from the limiting beliefs that hold us back. We'll be seeing how we can untangle from the habits that no longer serve us. How we can change our mindset by recognising the thought patterns that bind us. And then finally, how we can release the stories that get in the way of truly caring for ourselves. And these are all themes that have been part of all the retreats that I've run over the past few years and also they, they arise again and again in, in my books, in The Heart of Change and, and also in My Darling Girl, in those love letters, uh, poetry-ish that is My Darling Girl. Um, and really these retreats, these online morning retreats are a chance to just sort of dwell a little bit longer, just to explore a little bit deeper um, some of these themes, so limiting beliefs, habits, mindset and self-care. And if you'd like to join us on those, then they are all now available through Eventbrite. So you can just search for me on Eventbrite or come to the website hennyflynn.co.uk and reserve your space there. And if you'd like to book onto all four, then drop me a line because there's a special price um, to book on all four um, before they actually begin in March. So they run March, July, 
or maybe June. Yeah, March, June, September and December this year. And they all run from 10.30 in the morning until one o'clock on a Saturday um, so that you can join from the comfort of your own home. People often join from bed, which I think is a really nice thing to do. Snug, comfortable, warm drink, blankets, and uh, really giving themselves over to a morning of rest and reflection. And I am really excited about these sessions. I can't wait to explore them with you and I really hope you can join, join us on them. So thank you so much, my darling, for listening and for being here. And I send you a hug and a wave.